When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Ellie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. That's right. And we're joined today by regular guest, the wonderful Nurse Jessie. Hello, Nurse Jessie. Hello, Ellie. Hello, Helen. That sounds nice. I'm disappointed you haven't worn your special nurse's hat today. Uh, I haven't got one. Well, certainly not one that you use outside the bedroom. Good. So anyway, it's lovely to have you with us. Uh, now, today uh, we're going to be talking about quite a serious issue. And that issue, issue is discipline. Discipline. That's right. That was me smacking Nurse Jessie around the face. Uh, so do you know lots about discipline? <laughs> Good. I'm glad we invited you along. This is the bit when you talk, Jessie. Yeah, yeah. Remember? Um, I don't know. Well, let's find out over <laughs> the next 48 minutes. Um, and today's quite a special podcast because actually it's quite, it's a brunch cast, isn't it, Helen? It is. Look, we're in we're in daylight. I know. And instead of drinking white wine, we're drinking Buck's Fizz. Because mm. that's Which an AM alcohol. That's right. Because it's okay to drink champagne at 11 o'clock in the morning. It is, absolutely. Do that's join fine. us, dear listeners, if you're on your commute or um, at home with your children. Yeah. It's five o'clock somewhere, yeah, as Alan Jackson, one of my favourite country music singers, once sang. Um, yeah, we're having a brunch cast because Helen is off to Australia, so this was the only time we could fit it in before your real yeah, holiday. That's it. This time tomorrow, I'll be on a Singapore Airlines flight to Australia, and hopefully this time we won't uh, wee all over the seats like we did last time. That's the dream. So we have a big thank you to say, first of all, don't we, Helen? We do. Thank you, everyone who came to our live show in London. And it was a sellout, again. A sellout success. Sellout success. We had about 90 people at both shows. Big crowds, big laughs. Yeah, at least four people laughing almost constantly. Thank you, Ellie's dad. Yeah. Um, (laughs) For coming both times. No, it was brilliant. We, we had a really great time and we got some fantastic Scummy Mummy confessions from the audience and we're going to be reading some of those out later on. That's so. it. And we will keep them anonymous, obviously, because yeah. yeah. they haven't agreed to us saying them. <laughs> as soon as we turn the recording off, we'll uh, we'll talk about who it actually was. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Jesse, you came to see the live show, didn't you? It was brilliant. It was very, very funny. Oh, Thank you. Correct. Marks out of five. <laughs> 
five six six Six. thank you thank you (laughs) there she is so yeah we are doing another show of course we're doing a show at the Brighton Fringe we are and you can go get tickets at the brightonfringe.co.uk website Mm -hmm. uh, and do a little google scummy mummies but we'll put all that up on the website yeah and we're on there May 10th 11th and 26th yeah so that's a Saturday Sunday bank holiday Monday and it's one in the afternoon Mm -hmm. so you know nice for the child just shove the children at the husband or the wife and and come along so to kick us off Helen shall we do some current affairs current affairs current affairs we haven't (laughs) done current affairs for a while I know well there's you know okay so we've been reading the Guardian again haven't we Ellie (laughs) the Guardian crazy talk yeah Someone forced me to read it because you know I, I I'm not I'm not one for news. Can't read. No, no, not not in this country. <laughs> Font's too small. Um, so anyway, there was a wonderful article in the Guardian about everyone's favourite recording artist, Lily Allen, and she's come out and said children are boring. Oh. oh well, babies specifically. Yeah, you? sorry, babies. She's got a one-year-old and a yeah, two-year-old. babies boring. Children are annoying. I think oh, that's, I that's see. how it works. Teenagers are assholes. <laughs> that's that's the scale. <laughs> But yeah, so she's got a one and a two year old and before she had kids, and I wish I'd actually got the quote, she was like, oh, I just want to go to the Cotswolds and be a mum mm. and it's all lovely. And then she realised it wasn't. Yeah, and funny that. Yeah, so now she's a glamorous pop star again. Well, there you go. I mean, what do you think, Nurse Jessie? Are your babies very boring? Is no. it true? <laughs> well, I don't think babies are boring, but I think it can be very isolating, especially if you decide to move from all your friends and family support and live in the middle of the country. Mm. Um but I guess they, a lot of people think babies don't really communicate because they don't talk mm. and that that can be quite boring. And being responsible for a tiny thing that, you know, wheezes, poos, cries, feeds constantly yeah. can be pretty knackering. And it's one thing having a husband, then when you have a baby, that workload is doubled. <laughs> you know, that's the real nightmare. Oh, that's no. where it really begins. Trying to understand their grunts and moans is very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose I didn't. Yeah, I I didn't find having a baby that boring. But then, like you say, I had quite a strong support network of friends. And in London, there's loads of places you can go and take babies. There's endless baby groups and yoga. Mm. And I guess it's what was your expectation of it? What did you think it was going to be like? Yeah, I think that's when that's when you get disappointed. Is that if you feel that it's all going to be lovely and wonderful, and then when you yeah, when reality hits, that's when you're going to be bored. Have you seen the film Look Who's Talking? Oh. That's what I thought it would be. I thought I'd have a baby and it would be basically be like having a little mini Bruce Willis. That's <laughs> that. Part I read. When in fact it was more like three men and a baby. You yeah. know, the beginning montage where it's just a real nightmare and it, yeah. pees, it pees on everything. It's like that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, so Nurse Jessie, what can you do? Because you aren't just a nurse, you are a health visitor as well. So do you have you dealt with lots of women who are just bored? <laughs> I guess it's hard. If you're a health visitor, you're not really going to tell your health visitor that you're bored of your baby. Mm-hmm. necessarily mm. but um, just the guardian <laughs> but you're just bored <laughs> of the money. guardian <laughs> yeah, God, tell me about it um but i guess yeah i mean women will talk to, to health visitors about how they're feeling and say how isolated they feel how fed up how different it was to what they perceived it was going to be like and i guess it's talking to someone finding other like-minded people to chat to moan eat tea biscuits drink wine mm-hmm. whatever that may be Lager. Mm. yeah yeah did you how did you find it Helen well yeah I guess I I was so dead keen to be a mum and I my mum was a childminder so I'd been around babies a lot growing up um but yeah I I think 
it was the first six months which I think I was in a bit of a daze but I think it was after six months that I found it really hard and Matilda just screamed and she wouldn't go to sleep and that transition was really hard from going out and drinking and having a great time to to not even be able to have a hot cup of tea and put anything down I think that's what I found very very hard that why wouldn't this baby fit into my way but I think second time round I kind of let let that go yeah and I think that's that thing and if you've got if you are someone like Lily Allen or or anybody with a job or or a life then that that change is going to be immense and it's whether you're able to let that go and be okay with it for a little while as well Mm. but and hers are very close together as well yeah she's got you know two very young dependent children and that that isn't always easy no it's not a party (laughs) it's a certain type of party (laughs) yeah Uh, call me a mini cab at midnight um but you know i had a kind of group of people who i met when my either antenatal class or when my baby was really my young eldest was really young and we would drink coffee and tea and chat and walk around the park and that did help having someone else Mm. to chat to Mm made a difference definitely yeah. but I guess also picking up what is how is your baby communicating how can you tell when they're tired when they're hungry when they're bored what is it that they're trying to tell you that can help as well because if you've got an idea of what's going on for them it makes it easier for you to be able to make that routine that fits into all your lives and give you that time where you can just sit down and put your feet up for five minutes and um, in the Guardian article about the Lily Allen quote there's mention of a thing called roots of empathy which isn't that something to do with you? Didn't you do that? <laughs> Wasn't that a ladies' band? Yeah, 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 yeah. Roots of empathy. <laughs> yeah, I think they were a spit off from Savage Garden. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, they're not an 80s band, I'm afraid. Um, Damn it. It's a, a Canadian programme. Um, which is going into schools. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of starts right up from, from little four or five-year-olds right up to secondary. They've got different curriculums for different ages. Mm -hmm. And the idea is it's trying to teach emotional literacy. And the way they do that is they take a parent and a baby, and the Mm -hmm. baby has to be quite young at the start of the school year. And you go in um, every week, but the mum and the baby or the dad and the baby go in every month, and the class talk about what is the baby doing, how is the baby (laughs) developing... There is, yeah, you are encouraged to change your baby's nappy while you're in the classroom. Oh, Um, nice. So because sometimes some of these kids might not have younger siblings, they Mm. might not have seen that. And the idea is it's showing the power of parenting, showing that attachment relationship between the parent and the baby. Mm. And so that the children can kind of take the perspective of the baby, see how the baby's feeling, and then use that to talk about their own emotions. So the... There's been lots of research done about its effectiveness and it shows that it's really good at improving that emotional literacy and reducing bullying in Mm -hmm. schools in particular. Um, And yeah, I did it in my daughter's school. I went to a year four class um, and went in with a baby and a parent over a year and we talked about lots of different things. But it was really interesting how they perceived this baby because... Even those that had had younger brothers and sisters, one of them said, I never really thought about how my baby brother was feeling until you came Mm. in and we watched watched baby Zoe. Oh, wow. And and just the idea that, you know, even though she wasn't able to talk, Mm -hmm. she was telling you how you're feeling because of her expressions, her temperament what she was doing on little the day. signs charlie used to little, little... post-its used to leave me around the house more chocolate <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. No, they do, I think they do. That's, that's very Canadian, though, isn't it? That does, Canada is the Scandinavia of North America. It is, I yeah. It think. is very Canadian. Something about people being cold and nice. I don't know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that's my new thesis. Scotland as well. It's the same. Yeah. Then, actually, uh, they took it to America, and then they took it to New Zealand, and it might be used in Australia as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been using it in Germany, Scotland, Ireland. It's only recently started in the UK. But Is that yeah. because of the Tories? <laughs> so it's, I just want to get the Tories. Say so it's because of the Tories. <laughs> what, then it's only just come to this country yeah uh, <laughs> oh I hate the Tories oh. well the reason it is being delivered in England now is because uh, the National Lottery Fund have paid for it basically oh so, so thank you a... ticket holders <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're so once again we're having to pay <laughs> yeah no, it's I'm just gearing up for the election can you imagine it's going to be so much fun it's going to be really fun so do you think now because people you know are much more closed off in society you know in the olden days you'd all live in a village and babies would be passed around and you'd have those understandings so you're kind of recreating that environment where people have a much more understanding of people's feelings because they're you've got a baby coming into their their world and yeah yeah i Mm. guess and also that it's okay to ask for help yeah, because I think that's another thing that a lot of people find really hard. They feel that they should be able to do this all by themselves and be self sufficient and mm. and do everything and be super mum. Mm. And actually going, no, I'm fed up. I want chat and a cup of tea is completely normal. And also the lies. That's <laughs> I was so surprised becoming a parent. Is people lie? They don't. They you know, there's a bravado. There's a status. And I think you know, Facebook and other forms of social media where you you do feel like your life is on show you know my baby's hit this milestone or whatever yeah that you feel much pressure about how you should feel or what the ideas of motherhood are and look like yeah and how you should be having this perfect life yeah yeah the Bowden child the jojo mama baby wellington boots autumn leaves i'm i'm talking <laughs> I'll just drink some more Bucks Fizz. Doing a poem. (laughs) (laughs) A little haiku. Very nice. Very nice. Good. I think we've... What have we done, Helen? We've cracked that nut. We've cracked that nut. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, there was one more thing. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, how can we make... uh, Have we got any tips for how we can make looking after a baby more interesting? For example, uh, sometimes on a rainy Wednesday afternoon when I was with my little boy and when he was a baby, if if I was a bit bored, I would um, put different wigs and hats on him and take pictures now <laughs> that's not lying is it Ellie that's, that's an actual no, that's, that's, that's true. true and it's not at all child is it, abuse isn't it <laughs> do I sound disappointed I don't mean to, would you recommend that Jessie well I think there's loads of brilliant baby grows well, you know, the people, outfits are amazing yeah well people have their you know their superman baby grows and their you know people will choose baby grows because they're funny yeah. you know a baby doesn't care what they're wearing when they're mm. six months old so it yeah. is for the parents benefit really yeah, yeah. excellent he quite he particularly liked a long red wig I had it was very Farrah Fawcett yeah. <laughs> Ariel the, the, the oh. mermaid honestly I tell you six, stick one of those on a nine month old baby you will wet yourself for an hour <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> Uh, so that, that gets you through wigs it's that's always one that's yeah. always your go-to Ellie absolutely I've found frightens off any party um, uh, what about you Helen have you got any tips um, we, we like a silly dance in our house uh. like putting on a bit of Katy Perry or, or whatever and um, yeah I think that, that's got us through the for, for both me and my husband and, and the children um, a bit of group dance for a bit of light relief and, and a diorama What's a diorama? Get a, get a I box. Think Charlie had that last weekend. It was <laughs> terrible. I had to change the sheets three times. 
getting a box and cutting it out and then painting the inside and then putting different toys and making a story. So Ah. like, so, so yeah, so you get a big box, like a, you know, a fruit box or something you cut it out and then you like paint a scene and then you do like a little mini puppet show, little puppet show or you, yeah. Or I, what I did, cause we just watched so many DVDs is we'd recreate Nemo. Oh, that's nice. That sounds a bit too middle class. I should have said, no, I just drank alcohol and myself. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Not before bedtime. Um, Jesse, have you got any any tips? I used to sing. I'd have songs for every part of our routine. So we'd have a feeding song and a changing nappy song. So that would just get me through the... Yeah, I did used to sing David Bowie's Changes when I did his nappy. I quite like that. Uh, Yeah, no, songs is a good good tip. Especially when they're throwing food at you. I found having a song to, like... Not not go insane. Yeah, not go crazy at mealtimes was Mm. useful. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. I find just talking in a high-pitched voice makes me not want to kill myself. They go, okay, so you're going to poo on the floor now and throw sand in my hair. Okay. That did that that for me just gets me through. Good. Well, have, have, we, have we cracked that nut? I think fully cracked. Oh, uh, then that means we can play our first game, which I'm very excited Ooh. about. Now, I've called this game Let's Punish Jessie. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, because you volunteered your time away from your family for us to hurt you. Very nice. So, um, uh, yeah, the subtitle of this game is actually Revenge is Sweets. Now, I'll explain. Uh, It's very exciting. Now, so basically, because this theme of this episode is all about discipline, I thought I'd use that as an excuse to punish Jessie, who I've known all my life, Mm -hmm. uh, for crimes she committed against me over the course of our 36-year friendship. Right, you're really getting over this, aren't you? Yeah, I'm totally (laughs) moving on. I'm totally moving forward. And uh, this is how I'm going to punish you, Jessie. You're in the dock. I'm the judge and jury. Helen is the executioner. Oh, thank you. Now, <laughs> we've got these sweets left over from a few months ago. We had Dr. Greg from Australia on the podcast and Helen uh, made me eat some revolting Australian sweets. They, they are, are the... not revolting. Well, they're... let's find out. They're, they're very nice. nice. Horrendous. They anyway. are not. They're nice. Okay. So what, what we're so going to do is... Uh, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to tell you yeah. what you did to me. Oh, my God. Um, Helen's going to pick uh, the, the punishment. She's going to pick the sweet and you have to eat the sweet while apologising for the crime. I'm not even going to remember anything. Doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> okay. Crime number one. Nurse Jessie. In 1982, you and I were massive fans of the film of the musical Annie. That's true. Yes, it is true. You always insisted that when we played Annie and did Hard Knock Life and so forth, you got to be Annie... And I had to be Molly simply because you had red hair and I had brown hair. And you were younger than me. That is racism. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, Helen. Uh, what what punishment oh. are you going to select for Jesse? It's a hard not life. What uh, I reckon for you. All right. I think you might have to eat a giant jazzy for that. She's having jazz. Jazz because because of because of the jazz hands. Oh, that's good. So here we go. You'll oh have to eat that. Word. It's very good. Do, do you want to describe the jazzy okay, for so, the listeners? So it's about the size of your palm. Eat it, Jesse. It's chocolate and it's covered in hundreds and thousands. Eat it. <laughs> Isn't it nice? It looks like a sort of multicoloured blister. That's <laughs> a bit sickly. Right, oh. Jesse, what have you got to say for yourself? Come on. <laughs> I am sorry that I always made you be Molly. Right, good. I feel <laughs> a little bit better. So right. next episode, we'll be recreating. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Crime number two. Mm-hmm. 
1986, Jesse, uh, the wedding of Sarah Ferguson <laughs> and Prince Andrew. Sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesse and I uh, recreated the wedding <laughs> uh-huh. with a musical number, again, that we played on the bongos. Yeah. Uh, I think we made your little sister Rachel and my little brother Harry beat all the other members of the royal family and the entire congregation in Westminster Abbey. So we recreated the wedding of Andrew and Sarah. And again, you got to be Sarah Ferguson because you have red hair. Because I have brown hair, I had to be Prince Andrew. How do you plead? <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. Helen, dish out the punishment. Okay, well, I think for this, for a royal occasion, we're going to have the cherry rye. Oh, this is my least favourite, yeah. The cherry rye, because clearly Fergie would have popped her cherry that night. They weren't, (laughs) they weren't f***ing before before that, because they're royals. In the 80s. So eat the cherry ripe, Jesse. It's so nice. (laughs) Just looking at it. Yeah, it's a delicacy. It's yummy. It looks like worm medicine. It's shut up. It's, it's, it's. Ch- uh, Machino cherries and coconut blended together. Coconut. That's what it is. It tastes like a bounty bar gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, it tastes- For all the Australian <laughs> listeners out there, you understand these these imbeciles are eating our national oh. heritage. Jesse, come on, what have we got to I'm say? I'm sorry, yourself? I always made you be Prince Andrew. Well, so do you feel better, Ellie? Like, do you feel like you can move on now? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, how do you feel, Jesse? Do you feel a bit sick? <laughs> a little bit. Hooray! <laughs> what a great game. Oh, I oh, know. That was so much fun. It's I like a modern to... day Tolstoy, isn't it? Really? It is, yeah. <laughs> well, I enjoyed that game, so <laughs> that's the main thing. <laughs> Yes. I'm glad for you. I feel like I've not, I, I can move on. That saved me five years of therapy. Thanks very much. Great. Right, what's next, Helen? Well, we're going to crack the nut of discipline. That's why we've got you here. Um, so I guess from the from the get-go, when we think about discipline, we think about punishment. The Scummy Mummies and Jessie, we don't smack. But does it work anyway? It, firstly, it tells your child it's okay to hit. Mm-hmm. And... If we if we're to say that it's not okay to hit another adult, why are we saying it's okay to hit another child? Mm-hmm. Um, it's also that it's showing that that's an acceptable way to manage those really strong emotions, and we really want to show our children that there are other ways to deal with that. They found that children who were hit as children may be more likely to hit or bully others, or they might be more likely to lie to avoid being smacked. And another one is that it can make defiant behaviour worse. So then it's more difficult to actually discipline them. And they found that those of sometimes children who are smacked, there's sort of an escalation of the physical discipline that's needed to manage behaviour. I know people will discuss this till the cows come home and other people will have their own ways that they choose to, to... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Manage it. We're going to talk about if, if, if you're not going to smack, what are the other kind of methods of discipline open to you? I guess it kind of comes to what kind of parent are you? And tired. What, uh, what's going on when it's happening? Inconsistent. That that would be my my well, label. I guess you can be that. You know, it's about changing a behaviour that's really negative. It's a battle. You need strict rules. Mm-hmm. You need to use punishment as a way to discipline. Or you could go for that. I'm tired. I want a quiet life. You can do whatever you like if you just shut up. Or you can do. I can't that. identify with that at all. I, <laughs> That's uh, why Charlie's out now driving my car around and around the block <laughs> while watching the iPad and or, eating Smarties. Or you can go down there. I love my kids, but I can't let them have what they want all the time. And so you want to have clear, consistent boundaries. And I don't think you can be one of those things all of the time. Like everyone no. changes, and there are times where you might be more one than another, and that's okay. It's kind of ideal to be consistent all the time but it isn't necessarily very realistic Mm. no i have a swinging pendulum of guilt so (laughs) sometimes the guilt pendulum swings back and i go right we're only eating really nice food today and we're doing at the dinner table i'm going to wait and then the next day i've got a gig so they have pizza in front of the telly while i ignore them and put my makeup on (laughs) Uh, and then it swings back again because i haven't spent time with them and then we have pizza at the dinner table (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i i I find my yeah that is really inconsistent so i feel again guilty about that um that i'm not doing the right things all the time but they you know uh that they seem to be having a really nice time most of the time (laughs) Well, well, that what's important to you helen (laughs) what's important to me what's important to you oh Uh, i mean i don't know i think if a child is showing behavior you don't like it's worth working out what is going on for them mm-hmm. and I quite like this idea of ABC which is A is for antecedent which is what's happening before mm-hmm. they do that thing yeah. and then B is the behaviour and C is what how what's it's the, for what you call them <laughs> <laughs> what you eat afterwards yes consequent that's what I meant that's the C word that we use you little consequence and I guess what what do you do afterwards um, how do you manage it? And actually, if you look at those three things, you can usually see that there's probably a pattern. Mm. It might be that they're tired. It might be that they're hungry. It might be that their language means that they can't express themselves. Um, that is their way of relieving tension. Mm-hmm. Or it might just be that they think it's really funny. Yeah. They're getting so attention for it. Mm. Yeah, so the big problem I'm having with Charlie at the moment, so Charlie's three in June, and his big is um, hitting. I let a lot of stuff go. Because it's one thing, well, is it the end of the world if you draw on that thing that I can wipe clean? No, it's not. Well, whatever. Mm. You know, but if he's physically hurting other children, for me, that's where the line is. Like, because he just can't do that. And I don't, I don't know how to deal with that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you've said it seems to come from nowhere. What is he getting as a consequence of that behaviour? So uh, I pick him up and remove him from the other child, usually, and take him in the other room. And talk to him and say, no, no hitting, don't do that, you know. So is he, do you think it's his, him getting attention? Yes, I suppose maybe it's him, but then I don't see what the alternatives are. The alternative is to ignore the behaviour, in which case he'll carry on hitting the other child, which is obviously no good for the other child. 
or to give him attention all the time, which I just can't It's not realistic. Do. Yeah. Mm. Or can you use something like time out? Well, I've tried the naughty step, putting on the naughty step, but he often just gets up and, you know, runs in. And I've tried putting him in his room for time out. You know, do, I mean, do, do you think naughty step and time out, do you think those things work? I don't know. I see them as two different things. Right. Because naughty step is more of a punishment, whereas time out is like a cooling down time. So it's a time where they might be overwhelmed or they're stressed for some reason and or you're feeling stressed. And it's about giving yourself a bit of space to settle down and work out why they're doing what they're doing. But um, it's and depending on the age of the child, a lot of people say it doesn't really work that well in children under three. Right, okay. And some people say you shouldn't actually put them in a room and shut the door. You should put them in a safe but boring space and be around. Like a cupboard. (laughs) (laughs) The boot of a car. The dishwasher. (laughs) On, off. Yeah. (laughs) Cold rinse, (laughs) obviously. Jessie's actually waking her face. (laughs) Sorry. Um, She's going to call the police. All a joke. (laughs) Just a joke. Anyway, a quiet, boring space. Be near them, but don't give them attention. Mm. So some people have these, like, toys. Like, you know the the, the rattles, like the rain-sounding ma- rain rattles? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you mean like a... Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That, those kind of bead things. Mm. That can be quite a good one, because it's giving them something to play with, but it's quite calming. It's not mm. as full-on. Yeah. And it might be useful to have something that helps them settle down oh. but again is that not rewarding the behavior is that not saying well if you hit billy then you get the special toys to play with well it can be and there's this there's a big debate around children with autism and how to manage challenging behavior there and there's this um sort of way of approaching it called um applied behavior analysis aba and a lot of schools are beginning to use it and it is about this if you play nicely we'll give you your nintendo to play with for five minutes or your ipad or whatever um, and if your behaviour is un, you know, undesirable, then you don't get this nice thing. Right. Um, and But the, the reason why it's so particularly contentious is that they used to use um, what they called aversives. So they'd actually give electric shocks for... Um, this is way back. This is kind of going back into the 70s. This is in America. Yikes. But, yeah, so they've actually got rid of that, thank goodness. Um, but yeah, because we're, we're, we're doing torture and... I mean, sorry, not torture. We're doing discipline and punishment, not torture. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's good. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the idea is that they will still use, aver- they might use aversives, but not actually physically harmful ones. So it mm. would be removing a child. It depends on your child what is going to work. Are they going to sit on a step calmly or are they going to scream and kick and hurt themselves and someone else? The latter. Mm. So yeah. is it useful to give them something that isn't your attention, but is kind of there mm. to calm them down? A helpful tool. Mm. It's not going to work for everybody because all kids are different. So, but is it worth a go? I guess. Mm. So, so sort of generally, is it better? What about bribery? Bribery? Is it better to promise a treat or to threaten a punishment? Most psychologists will will say it's about rewarding positive behaviour. So, um, if you are bribing them with with positives it kind of depends what the positive is you can use your nice pretty star charts but there's the it's not really recommended to use food as a reward right saying that (laughs) i know when i was potty training my youngest i kind of missed the boat when she was ready because we were going away and work and blah 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 and then she was completely reluctant and we tried every 
star chart in the world and she was ignoring it and we resorted to Sparties and it took about two days. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> we was all the colours of the rainbow. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. So, because I know different friends have got different techniques in terms of if you do that, we're going to take your toys away for a day or all those kind of things. Is that a bad thing to kind of threaten their environment or, you know, what's is that is that all right to say you're not going to have this or I guess if does it work I mean you can do the choices and consequences I certainly think with older children they get that concept yeah if you're not going to do this thing then this other thing's going to happen but yeah I think two-year-olds don't get that they don't understand the consequences no. so it's it depends on your the age of your child and the development of your child what will work mm. for them really mm. I think yeah that taking things away thing can be really really useful and yeah. I, I know I, I do a I'm we're tidying up now and if I see anything on the floor it's going in the bin <laughs> um so yeah god my yeah, whole house we're... would be full of my kids toys <laughs> very very bad at picking their toys up so just going back to the naughty set for a minute now someone told me once that you shouldn't even say the word naughty that if you call a child naughty or say you're being naughty or why are you so naughty today that is labeling them and basically making them they'll go all mental is that true i don't know i don't i don't know that you can just i thought that you knew way. everything there is to know about parenting God nobody sake. knows everything there is about parenting you're all just muddling through really super nanny you know that sometimes children will want to be naughty there's like there are, you, there are days exciting. where they wake up and mm. it's fun and they want to misbehave but you you know if you have a a baby how could like can a baby even know what naughty is Mm. i don't know my daughter used to bite and it started when she was teething Mm -hmm. and it was when i was still feeding her Mm -hmm. and um she thought it was hilarious that i screamed it was pretty funny though you screaming is pretty funny i can see (laughs) you know you you quite get off on torturing me yeah i was just about to say um, <laughs> well, I've got, as, as, you've, as we've understood, I've got a lot of baggage from the 80s I need to work through. <laughs> you will be any one day, Ellie, you will. Yeah. I did also used to encourage Megan, do you remember? She used to make a face where she used to go <laughs> and screw up her face like Worf from Star Trek. And you hate it, and I used to encourage her to do it all the time. It's good fun. Good old Auntie Ellie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but do you, do you call your kids naughty if they're being naughty? No. No. I might say that a specific behaviour is naughty, mm. but I wouldn't say that they are naughty. Mm. Does that make sense? How about shouting? Uh, you know, is that is that really bad if we shout? How can we stop ourselves from doing it? Sorry, I, that's two questions in one. Okay. I'd, I think there are very few parents that don't ever shout. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry? I, I, I prefer to call it very loud talking, <laughs> which I'm very good at. I think I'm less likely to shout if I'm not stressed. Yeah. When's that? <laughs> <laughs> when I'm not having to get them to school in five minutes. Yeah. Put, your, yeah. put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. <laughs> get here. Shouting that... can, like, it, it's a sign that you're out of control. Yeah, it and is. And that's scary for kids. Yeah. Right. So it's not ideal, but we're not mm. we're not perfect. Mm. Oh well, that's discipline. Have you got any final discipline thoughts, Jesse? There's one more thing, which is especially toddlers and often boys. They really need that rough and tumble play, and sometimes some of that hitting 
some of that sort of testosterone they have a mm. bit of a surge of testosterone at about the age of three and they need a way of relieving it mm. so giving them the opportunity to do that is quite important oh well good thank you jesse that was like <laughs> relatively that was this very, podcast that yes. was very informative and intelligent discussion thank you on your behalf on your part yeah so thank you for that and <laughs> um, should we uh should we break things up a bit by playing another stupid game oh, oh. all right um so oh. this game is based on <laughs> i've just seen her get out a lipstick jesse's seen the lipstick <laughs> uh so this game um it's based on uh, a game that was invented by two of my favorite comedians uh garfunkel and oates they're american mm-hmm. female comedy duo and they're very funny and they play this game called kanye or hitler where they go to a stand-up <laughs> club, right? Jessie's looking so unwell. Um, Can I just eat the rest of the cherry ripe? I, oh, I, God, please. I can't better look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, so um, what they do is they read out quotes and then they ask the audience to guess whether the quotes are from Kanye West or from Hitler. So I've obviously stolen that idea. Uh, but our version is called Madonna or Mandela. <laughs> Because Jesse and I were big fans of Madonna growing up, weren't we? We were. So what's going to happen is Helen and I are going to read you some quotes. You have to say whether they were by Madonna or Nelson Mandela. And um, every time you get wrong, I am going to draw an X on your face with a bright red lipstick. What do you think? Uh, Can't wait. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Excellent. All right. Uh, Helen, would you like to read out the first one? Okay. Poor is the man whose pleasure depends on the permission of another. Madonna or Mandela? Mandela. Uh, that was Madonna. I'm oh! sorry, it's a flying start. Here we go. There's a big, lovely big X <laughs> on the cheek there. X for wrong. Okay. Okay. Better to live one year as a tiger than a hundred as a sheep. That's Madonna. Uh, let me see. That is Madonna. That is oh! Madonna. Congratulations. She's, she's like Confucius. I am because we are. We all bleed the same colour. That's a really moving quote. About periods. <laughs> Madonna. That is Madonna. Oh, oh this she's is annoying. Doing good. The only when I'm dancing I can feel this free. <laughs> Definitely Mandela. No! no! It's Madonna, Madonna. <laughs> I had to let you get away with one, oh, okay. didn't I? Oh, you don't did. dumb yourself down. Come can on, feminist. Run? We all need to treat each other with human dignity and respect. Mandela. No, that's Madonna. Oh. oh, no, I've broken the lipstick. Oh, no. Oh, see. Oh, we'll have to make you eat it instead or something. <laughs> there we are. I'm tough. I'm ambitious. And I know exactly what I want. If that makes me a bitch, okay. That's Madonna. Oh, well, oh. I'm not sure borderline. But, yeah. <laughs> Speaking borderline. of which, yeah. <laughs> okay, last one. Gay icons usually have some tragedy in their lives, but I've only had tragic haircuts. <laughs> That's Madonna. Uh, no, incorrect. That was a trick question. It's Kylie Minogue. Let me take your face with lipstick. Yeah. Now we'll take a photo of that for the, uh, for the podcast uh, episode. Oh, you look lovely, Jessie. How do you feel? Jessie's wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. I know I How need a wee. How can I find a woman like that? Oh. Okay, everyone, now we're moving on to our favourite section, which is the Scummy Mummies Confessions. And I'd also like to have a bit of a drinks update. We started on the Bucks Fears because mm. it is the brunch cast. Ellie. It is a Sunday, yeah. Uh, so we've had the light orange Bucks Fears juice, and now we've moved on to a coffee martini? It's espresso martini. Uh, espr- espresso martini. <laughs> yes, that's right. It is originally from Ireland. Uh, <laughs> 
I practiced that all week, you bastard. Anyway, <laughs> oh, so authentic. Uh, practice some more. Yeah. So, um, yes. So, scummy. Now, we've actually got a bit of a scummy mummy confession special for you this week because in our live show, uh, which we are doing, I don't know if we mentioned in Brighton on the tenth, the eleventh, and the twenty-sixth of May. Um, what we do is we get the audience to write down their scummy mummy confessions and then we mm-hmm. read the best ones out and there's a prize and it's all very jolly. And we had so many good ones at our London show that we didn't have time to read them all out on the stage. So we've actually saved them and we're going to share some of the very best audience confessions with you now. All yeah. Right. Should we tell them the ones that won in the show? Yeah, go for it, go for so it. So the first one on the 27th of March, the woman who won had sucked snot out of her baby's nose with her own mouth. Oh, that's So nice. she won a nice bottle of Carver. <laughs> and then on the second show, the woman who won had let her two-year-old son, by accident, by accident, watch Russian porn on YouTube. Oh, very nice. That's nice. That gives you the kind of picture of who comes to our show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was nearly a tie, wasn't there? With the first one, it was um, someone who'd let their child eat a dog biscuit, I think, yeah. which I thought was, I thought that was a winner yeah, myself. Yeah. But there you are, democracy will out. Um, dog biscuits. So yeah. there you go. So these are. So we've got some more to share with you now. So, Jessie? Um, my daughter pooed in the potty downstairs. I went upstairs for a bit. And when I came back, the dog had helpfully eaten the entire contents <laughs> and the potty was spotless. <laughs> Delish. Oh, oh so lovely. get a dog. That would be a good yeah. bargaining chip for Pete. Okay, uh, here's one. Um... Letting my kids cut each other's hair while we finish the wine. (laughs) (laughs) And she's written, it was a Sunday afternoon and she signed it, Anon, brackets, Camberwell. Uh, And then she's just written, how truthful before you call NSPCC. (laughs) It's too late to ask me that, I think I might know who that person is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, my son fished a cat poo out of the litter tray and took a bite out of it, oh. vomited, I laughed, and then I told him he shouldn't have done it. <laughs> Life, lesson. Nice. Life lesson. Life lesson. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, this one is, my son seems to have developed the habit of weighing in glasses and cups in an emergency, in brackets. Unfortunately, one day, Grandad drink his wee thinking it was Foster's. Oh, yeah. I think I know who that one is, actually. (laughs) I think I know that one is. Taking son to hairdressers, knowing he had nits, hoping they'd cut them out. (laughs) (laughs) My friend ate the raisin left on the floor by her child. Needless to say, it was not a raisin. My mum asked my son what he does at school all day. He said, I just play all day, then I go home and have a bottle of wine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Oh, those were fantastic. So, yeah, so so just think, you know, that is the quality of the Scummy Mummy Confession we get at the live show. So please do come along, join us in Brighton, and, yeah... And you know, absolve, is it absolve yourself from your sins? That's it. Yeah, that's exactly. Right and absorb other people's. So yeah. that's, <laughs> that's what happens. So please keep sending your scummy mummy confessions to the podcast. If you can't make the live show, do send them in. It's scummymummiespodcast at gmail dot com, or you can uh, send us a message on the Facebook. Uh, it's facebook dot com forward slash scummy mummies podcast, and Twitter at scummy mummies. Yeah, we yep. love hearing your tweets and. I just want to say, yes, it was us on Radio 4. <laughs> Who, us? Us, yeah. Radio 4? Yeah. With Fee Glover? That's right. If you were just accidentally listening to Radio 4 on Saturday night, the 
7th of April. What date were we on? I can't remember. Yeah, there were so many guest appearances. The 5th. The 5th of April. Uh, that was us. So, um, yeah, you're yes. welcome. And Helen and I will be appearing on In Our Time on Friday morning. <laughs> Uh, talking about Byzantine architecture, so Very that's nice. lovely. Is it Byzantine or Byzantine? I, I I say Byzantine, but you know that might be my accent. We'll ask Melvin when we get to the oh, studio. He's be so fine. sweet. Yeah, <laughs> such a lovely man. <laughs> um, so if you want to come and see our live show, it's got Radio Four jokes in it, hasn't it? It does yeah, have Radio it. Four point. jokes. Um, do Google Brighton Fringe Scummy Mummies 10th, 11th, 26th of May it's, I think it's 8.50 or £7 concessions mm-hmm. uh, and for that oh my god you get you get so much value you see a lot of us yes <laughs> oh. definite value for money oh yeah. thank you Jessie did you like the costumes Jessie this time the costumes were magnificent well thank you all for listening and thank you so much Nurse Jessie for being a wonderful guest as always and being tortured yeah <laughs> So you're you're full of disgusting chocolate, you're covered in lipstick and you're drinking an espresso martini. So we're talking about how we don't punish our children, you just like to punish your friends. <laughs> That's right. Are you secretly quite cross with me? No. <laughs> she'll be back, how she'll be back. Know? Yeah, she'll be back for more punishment. She loves it. It's like 50 shades. All right, but thank you so much for listening. Bye! Bye! Bye. <laughs> Uh, this one said, daughter age seven requested light up the fire as a hymn for grandpa's cremation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's a trip to wrong town. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one-way ticket to wrong town. Bloody hell. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.